From the outside, we see the wacky bowl cut, the colorful wardrobe, the eccentric music videos, and the inevitable scooter. But all of that flash is backed up by the 35 million monthly listeners on Spotify alone that clamor for his music. And while his internet prowess surely lends itself to his staggering ability to go viral, it's important to remember that at his core, Oliver Tree is a prodigy who started taking music lessons at three, writing songs at four, and creating his first album by the age of six. From comedy to action sports, mock reality TV drama to WWF wrestling in his live shows, the world of Oliver Tree is unlike any other artist. And he is just getting started. Life goes on and 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 on. This is the Spout Podcast, where famous people spout off about more than what they're famous for. And today, that's Oliver Tree. Here's Eric Zachary. How are you, Oliver? Doing good. Good, man. Yeah, I like it's like a pro setup for a guy who couldn't figure out how to turn the camera on. I'm Dude. impressed. I wasn't expecting this. I was expecting like a dirty pile of laundry. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're basically in a forest right now. So I'm impressed by that. I'm just trying to be you, yeah. man. That's it. Yeah, but real plans. you know, all of us here on on behalf of Spout, we want to apologize. Uh, our friend Nick Major, who interviewed you last time, he brought us some stuff towards the end of the last interview. And we just figured we just put him on ice for a little bit. He'll be back, but like you know, just give him a break. You know, we don't want to upset you again. Yeah, he was kind of acting up during that last interview, at so the, I think it's probably better that he's not here, anyways. Yeah. Hey, how's the recovery? I saw the uh, the Belgrade stage incident yesterday. When Oliver Tree's concert in Belgrade went wrong. Yeah, that was uh, from about two weeks ago uh-huh. uh, in Serbia when yeah. I played my European tour. And um, yeah, lost. I have a tooth cover, so I got the cap on the tooth. So do you have a preferred yeah. dentist or how do you handle that? Well, actually, it's funny you ask because my uncle is a dentist. Really? So yeah, he took me uh, under his wing. I actually was working in the dental industry for three years before I got into music. I so it's funny. Because I, I have a pretty well, um, pretty deep understanding of the dental uh, community as well as some of these. I mean, these people are scam artists. No, totally. Artists, man. That's like, what that's you know, what I was asking. Like, how did you know where to go? Like, you don't want to get ripped yeah, off. Yeah. Oh, I just go straight to Unc. Uh, just, and, just uh, to Unc. Uncle gets me sorted out. But yeah, dude, these people are crazy. I've seen them. I mean, a lot of these people they won't even have your insurance covered, but they won't tell you that till after the visit. They've done the work. And so. It's too late. You've already done the job. So yeah. yeah, I have to, I warn people with caution, be weary of any dentist that you have not gone to and make sure all the paperwork is sorted out before. And they'll just be like, Hey, I think we found a cavity and they'll literally create problems. So yeah. I've had friends that have fallen victim to that. And I said, Hey, you should have just gone straight to my uncle, but you know, it depends where they live and can be very, fairly complicated, but yeah, I don't want to bore you with. No, you're totally stuff. fine. I, I feel like not I, enough people I, give you credit for the PSA for, uh, you're just looking out for the, the common folk. And I, I appreciate that we can get this message out there for you. Yeah. I would say everyone go to the dentist with caution. 
I know better than anyone. I, I went to school for dentistry and, uh, you know, these people will create issues so that you have to come back and exacerbate the problems. And I won't get too into it, but they're, you know, I've seen many different lawsuits in the last four or five years sure. that are just, I mean, they're stacking up. Yeah. Well, listen, you were, you were bringing up the European tour. Uh, congratulations on that. Uh, with that said though, have you ever considered writing a song in a different language? Yeah, I actually worked with some different um, artists around the world. Yeah, Mainly, I knew you were in Russia. Yeah, I also did. I worked with the French rappers, this guy Lorenzo, and we did a bilingual song. Um, I really have been dying to do something with Latin America where basically do a bilingual song, Spanish or something um, in South America, but sure. hasn't happened yet. I'm thinking, you know. Maybe next year. Yeah, I heard Hoping. you. You your last two continents you hadn't visited yet. Uh, visited yet were, were South America and Antarctica. Have you made it to to either yet? You know, it pains me to answer this, but I prefer if you didn't bring this up because it's actually very sensitive. My apologies. Yeah, I was just like curious. You know, spot just like my tooth. I'm an alien among the human beings. I fell down to earth from a hundred miles away. While corners of the internet are very aware of Oliver Tree's mark in the music world, he has yet to really hit the mainstream. So when his name is mentioned alongside Justin Bieber, Billie Eilish, and Shawn Mendes, even Oliver himself does a double take. I feel like enough people don't ask you this. What do you want to talk about right now? Well, I certainly don't want to talk about how I had to cancel my South American tour due to issues which I'm not at liberty to talk about. Uh, but Rolling Stones actually released an article showing the top five cancellations in South America this sure. year. Yeah. And somehow I made the list. It was like Justin Bieber, yeah. Billie Eilish, mm -hmm. Shawn Mendes. And then they put me on the list. I was like, there must be some kind of error here. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I hope to make it out there. And Antarctica is really this most sore spot because the truth is it's been my dream to play there, play a show for the scientists, for the scientists. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And I've been working on that for two years and it keeps falling through, man. I might just go there on a trip, but um, what do I want to talk about? I want to talk about, you know, the fact that Miss You mm -hmm. was somehow global smash. Somehow. I, I knew it was a global smash the second I heard it. Stop, stop. No, man. Come on. You and Robin Schultz. You're just like, saying that. They pay I'm, you to I'm say they, this. I wish they were paying me to say this, man. I don't have to do this. You seem like the kind of guy I want to talk to. We vibe. We're vibing, dude. Way better than the last guy. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. And I don't want to say any names. Yeah. Because I'm Nick throwing Nick anybody under yep. the bus. But yep. the last guy I spoke to was bad, dude. It was bad. With the smash hit Miss You taking over TikTok and climbing up the charts, Oliver is being forced to slow down for medical reasons and will focus on his other passion, writing screenplays. I feel lucky. I will say this. I haven't spoken about this yet, but I'm about to get some serious vocal surgery. Oh. So on Monday, I won't be able to talk for three weeks. Okay. And, um, and I won't be able to sing for over a month. So what am I going to do? Mm -hmm. Can't talk for Three weeks i'm locking myself in a hotel room and i'm gonna write my fourth feature film yes screenplay. yes I've, I've heard about yeah. the screenplays have we i know that the pitching was going on you were working with some of the different distribution centers and whatnot yeah, but. No, i didn't ever really pitch i pitched it to a couple of different producers that wanted to work on it but i ultimately 
And unfortunately, music actually is working out a little too well and it's consumed my life. Mm-hmm. And I worked for 20 years approximately on this career. So I'm like, it would be a shame to get to this point and give up now when I'm right on the brink of getting sure. to a place where finally becomes worthwhile and my life's work isn't ignored and also hopefully profitable so that I can live in a house. Cause keep in mind, I don't live anywhere. Yeah, I don't rent a house. I don't own a house. No, nope. I just play shows every night. And, uh, I've been wearing the same pair of dirty underwear for four days now in a row. So I feel like that can, that can be handled, but yeah, I mean, uh, okay. So going back to the film thing for a second though, I, it goes without saying when you do inevitably release this feature, you're going to be the new Oliver tree. Like there's not going to be any other director that comes up close to you, but for right now, let's take it back to like the blockbuster days. What directors do you see your film being between? Good question. Um, the thing is I've written three features so far and they're all such wildly different scope of like what I'm trying to do. So it would be case by case, but I think like, for example, just to give you an idea, it's like the first feature I wrote is like coming of age kids story that Mm -hmm. can be like made for kids to watch with their parents. Their parents will have maybe a deeper understanding than the kids in some ways, but both can appreciate it in different ways. Uh, but the second one I wrote is literally NC 17 should not be seen by anybody under under the the age age of 17, literally probably 40 or something. It's pretty NC 40. Then this, the third one I wrote is probably more like a PG 13, uh, blockbuster type movie. Whereas the first one is like, I don't know. The first and second one could be more indie films. Uh, but what I'm getting at is every, every movie I make is going to be totally different genres. As I'm approaching the fourth one, it's something totally different. Mm -hmm. Just like for me, it's like music is the same way for me. It's like, if you look at the songs that I made that have gone platinum, it's like a rock song, a alt pop song, a dance song, um, a soulful song. So like for me, genre is no longer the genre is Oliver tree. Really? Well, genre is dead to me as far as oh. music goes, as far as film goes, yep. it's moving into fusion. It's okay. less about, oh yeah, you make this and not to skip through your question completely, but ultimately like it's case by case. So everything will be pulling influence from different things, but um, it's an exciting time for fusion in art. I'm really excited to be kind of breaking down stereotypes of, oh, an artist has the expectation to be this or be that even moving from genre to genre but yeah medium to medium hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting to your happy place for a happy price go to your happy price price line inevitably when a song sees success like oliver trees miss you it means a remix is on the way or several i've heard rumors that because we don't have enough and we need more uh more miss you remixes are on the way that's what uh i really came here to talk to you about today um so we put out six official remixes And we're looking at putting out next year. I was going to 
maybe release my final last song before I retired. But I asked my fans, do you want to hear one last song yeah. or do you want more Miss You remixes? And I came in, I think it was 92% in favor of more Miss You remixes. Sure. So what's happening is next year I vowed to stop everything and just focus on these Miss You remixes. So we're going to be putting out, I believe the number that they told me was something like 58, 59 Fif remixes. Yeah, we're trying to break the Guinness World Record of the most official remixes of a song. So right now we're only at six. I, I don't uh, know that you would need more than 20 to break that record, but yeah. While Oliver is working towards stacking accolades for his music, he already has a really big one under his belt, a Guinness World Record. You're, I mean, you're already the Guinness World Record for scootering. We know this, you know. Um, for, I built the world's biggest scooter. That is correct. Yes. I hold the Guinness World Record. For yeah. That. Thank you for yeah, acknowledging you that. I appreciate that. My name's Oliver Tree. And today's the day I ride the world's biggest scooter approximately a half mile down that landing strip. It's something I've always dreamed about doing since I was eight years old. It's taken most of my life to reach this moment. No matter how many people talk shit about your ideas and laugh in your face while they're too scared to go out there and do it themselves, nothing is impossible. The truth is, I don't need to prove anything to anybody. I will never give up on my dream. And not only have I dedicated my life to pushing forward the sport of micro-scootering, but also pushing forward the progression of mankind. So now I humbly ask you one thing. What the fuck are you doing with your life? Help, 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 get me out, get me out, get me out of here. Yeah, for what do you have to say for uh, people who are finally getting into this lost art of scootering? You know, maybe where's a good place to start? Any recommendations? I would say, you know, start with the basic level scooter, learn how to tail whip that, learn how to 360 that. If you can learn how to do that on a really bad scooter, mm -hmm. then once you get a pro model, um, literally going to be so easy to do whatever you want. Um, I would say scootering is uh, entrance point to the action sports world. Once you get good at a scooter, you could potentially learn how to do those tricks on a bicycle. Oh, wow. And I have this, one of my known sworn enemies is this guy, R. Willie. Yeah. Australia. And me and him competed for the number one title sure. in scootering. And there's actually a documentary about this. Alrighty, we're out here in our Willy Land and uh, we're going to put Oliver's scooter skills to the test. We're going to have a game of scoot. I'm the hometown hero, so I'm going to set a trick and if you can't land it, then I get to try again. And uh, if you do land it somehow, then uh, it's your set. First one to scoot. Yeah, I think everyone knows how the game works. Yeah. Alright, alright, then my first set's going to be a backflip. I'm sure that's easy for you, right? Yeah. Let's test it out. And the thing is with our Willie is when I beat him, uh, he actually left scootering for good. And now he's pushing forward the progression of BMX, okay. which is pretty crazy. He's inventing all these new tricks and us scooter riders, we understand how to rotate at a faster speed off of the lip of a jump because the, the level of uh, the center of gravity is lower. So the spinning can happen faster with the smaller wheels. But as you move over to other mediums like BMX or I moved into motocross. Really? That's like the next okay. step up. This year I did, I backflipped a full scale motorcycle. There's a documentary I released. Um, I think it's called, I can't remember. It's on YouTube though. And it's a Arizona Ice T sponsored me. Sure. And um, I learned how to do a backflip on a full scale motorcycle. 
My name's Oliver Tree, I'm an adrenaline junkie, and I've done every action sport known to mankind. Motorcycling was always my favorite, but my mom took my motorcycle away in the 12th grade after I got into a bad wreck. She said it was too dangerous. She was full of As an adult, my biggest dream was to get back on a motorcycle. I wanted to prove to myself and my mother that I could do whatever the hell I want. I'm a grown ass man. New Year's goals, we all have them, right? And for me personally, I know it's not uncommon to want to eat a little bit better, a little healthier, eat out a lot less, save some money. That's where HelloFresh is like, hey, I've got an answer for all of those things, okay? If you don't know about HelloFresh, first of all, let me just explain. You're getting farm fresh, pre-proportioned ingredients, seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. It is exactly what you need. No more, no less. Easy to follow instructions walks you through cooking these meals. They're fun to prepare. The biggest thing that held me back for the longest time about making my own food is I just didn't know where to start, right? I didn't want to watch these videos of people explaining how to cook things with ingredients I've never even heard of. Like, where do I even start? With portions, by the way, that are too big for me to eat alone. I live by myself. And that's where HelloFresh has been the perfect solution for me. They're fast and fresh recipes. They have robust flavors, filling portions, and are ready in less than 15 minutes minutes. 15 minutes. It makes eating well in the new year stress-free and delicious. Over 35 weekly recipes and they have options for everyone. You can subtract proteins, add proteins, swap out sides, whatever fits your diet and your needs. And I can't reiterate this enough. It's as easy as it gets. It gets delivered to you. You feel good because you're saving money from going to the grocery store. You're saving time from going to the grocery store. You're not eating out or getting takeout and you're eating healthier. And right now the perfect time to try it out. You can go to HelloFresh.com slash Spout22 and use code Spout22 for 22 free meals plus free shipping. 22 free meals plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash Spout22 and use code Spout22. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. I'm Bella Giannulli. And I'm Jamie Belushi. And we are the hosts of the Nail Polish Sisters podcast. We've got a lot of questions. Luckily, this podcast is about us bringing on friends, experts, and very interesting people each week who can help answer those questions. We've been best friends since we were five, and it's time to open up the inner circle. I think we'll be friends. Tune in Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. And follow us at the Nail Polish Sisters. Talking about collabs, you know, you brought up Arizona. Have you ever considered putting your name on a scooter for the public to enjoy? Uh, that's funny you say that. I'm actually working on a line of scooters and I can't speak too much about that. The last thing I was saying, which I forgot, it's the title of the documentary is Oliver Tree Almost Dies Backflipping a Motorcycle. Full documentary. That is on my YouTube. Yeah. And you can watch me learn from the beginning stages of motorcycling to being able to fully backflip a motorcycle on my YouTube. Okay. You can also see me compete against R. Willie, and I believe it's called I, um, yeah, something about- Yeah, I was gonna say, oh, yeah, I recently I saw it, yeah, yeah. Number one, it's, I competed against the number one scooter rider in the world, Oliver Tree versus Ryan Williams. And that documentary alone has seven and a half million views. So Insane. it's pretty much one of the biggest, most iconic scootering rivalries that ever took place. I think especially it is in the, the biggest. Space. Yeah. Uh, I would say so. I don't want to toot my own horn. Sure. And you're, you're a humble guy. Some would say the most humble person. Um, Thank with you. that I said, that yeah, yeah, you're, you're the most humble person. I have heard you quoted this that um, you brought up the the amount of views. I, I, it's not a secret that you skyrocket into the, the millions, even potentially billions. Would you lay a claim to potentially be an artist to break the one trillion streaming mark someday in the future? Well, that's funny you say that, because actually at the beginning of this year, I had one goal. Mm -hmm. 
hit a trillion streams on one song sure. and i didn't quite get there yeah um, just a little short I will say my song life goes on accumulated between the different platforms has hit over a billion streams Baby to control and i'ma feed you to the wolves when you get nasty back at me but that's like, you know, it's only like 450 or something on Spotify, mm-hmm. 260 on YouTube. And it's, uh, you know, a mixture between Apple Music, Deezer, these different apps, Tidal, whatever. But that reached over a billion views in total um, or plays. But I will not stop putting out Miss You remixes until we hit the trillion. There it is. Play there it is. So, that's mark that's my the words, scoop I'm I wanted. First guy to do it. And I'm very humble. I would never say, you the know, something humble. I'm not a hundred percent sure about, but I know if anyone can do it, it's me. All I need to do is enough miss you remixes to push this thing to the forefront. And I think that's why we haven't seen the trillion play mm-hmm. count is because no one's really taken the remixes to that level. And so that's the beauty of remixes. They count towards the play of the actual song. Yeah. So I could put out as many remixes as I want and that's all accumulation. So it may not be on one single player. Yeah. But it may be through many different, different LimeWire, Frostwire, Kaza. We could bring those into play. I'm saying Napster. Yeah. I'm trying Napster. to bring back Napster. Mm-hmm. And I actually talked with Lars, who is the drummer of Metallica. And he has vowed with me to try to bring back Napster together. So that's something I haven't really talked about yet. Yeah. But uh, I talked to him about playing in Antarctica, because I don't know if you know this. But he's actually the first person, him and his band, Metallica, first people to ever play on Antarctica and there's only one other act and I believe they're an Icelandic punk band mm-hmm. which technically doesn't count yeah. but they did get the second spot and I'm trying to move into the third spot of the third person to ever play on Antarctica so I'm working on that but I don't know we'll see well I appreciate you sharing that that scoop with us uh Mr. Tree can I call you Oliver I don't want to be rude uh prefer doctor 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 tree okay great uh just doctor or just uh, just doctor and what would a budding superstar be without a little beef we'll leave it on this um i don't want to bring in any sore spots but i think it's it's therapeutic sometimes to to not get hatred out but just you know some anger we don't need to bring up a certain dj but uh his fan base what would you say to them uh who are you referring to he who shall not be named yeah Voldemort. Uh, no, but can you just give me the first letter? Starts with a D. I don't want to, I don't want to. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not, okay. I'm not here to give you clicks and make a <laughs> clickbait moment, but I will say this. Diplo is the, literally the grimiest, the slimiest DJ in the game. I don't like to say names. I don't like to give him free clout, but that dude is a bottom barrel feeder. This is the type of dude who will make himself cry and then take a picture of himself and be like, oh, I'm so sad. Oh, feel bad for me. And he's a master manipulator. I hate the dude. And I'm not really going to say anything else other than I wish nothing but the worst upon him. Okay. All right. And maybe his fans can find, you know, you and find the light. He doesn't have fans. Okay. Okay. You know what? I misspoke. Yep. Listen, Oliver, I are sorry. A bunch of bots and a bunch of paid likes and plays, but the dude has never, it's embarrassing. You know, he can't even sell out his own tour. The guy doesn't do hard ticket sales. He literally just does festivals because he's too scared to do a hard ticket sale because that could set his festival worth down so you'll never see the guy play his own show outside of a club appearance or festival and that well i'm not going to say too much but that is embarrassing yeah you know what i'm in full agreement He's embarrassing uh dr aka oliver tree i appreciate you taking the time sir and hopefully we'll catch up soon appreciate you and you are much more pleasure to speak to than the last guy i spoke to and like i said i don't like to say names yeah but that guy was a clown 
You were amazing, though. Thank you, man. Thank You're the best. So. Likewise, I man. wish you nothing but the best. Likewise. We'll talk soon, man. All right. Have a good one. You too. <laughs> to see more of our conversation, search Spout Podcast on IG or Twitter or at spoutpodcast.com. This episode of the Spout Podcast is presented by Alpha Media, hosted by Eric Zachary, written and narrated by Tamara Dia, produced by Mark Long, and edited and created by Phil Becker. Spout! <laughs> <laughs>